Yeah, how should we begin this it's, lovely it's, talk? It's always a bit difficult, a bit difficult to to start off with. Uh, <laughs> but it's okay. I, I had the same problem. I had a te I have a Telegram ch channel called Boxaga, the history of mankind, and I was thinking for days <laughs> and days how to how to get into the story because it yeah. can enter from any side, hmm. but it takes a while to yeah to get That's the, we should, we should to get the, the understanding of what it's actually all about. So I just started with uh, my own involvement in, into the thing and started to tell it from the how how I heard about it. There you go. And it, yeah. it's maybe a good start. I mean, it's it's a, mm. for me, it's a magic thing. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I think we the, all agree. Yeah, this is a, for me, this is a truly magical story. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, um, we have a book in Germany, maybe it's, it's a well-known book, it's The Infinite Story by Michael Ende. I don't know if you know this story. The never-ending story? Is it the, the same infinite as that? Story. Yeah. It's, infi it's the infinite story. And there's a, it's about a little boy who reads a book. It's called The Infinite Story. And then at a certain point, he jumps in and suddenly yeah. he's in. And the same happened to me with, yeah. um, with the saga. Um, I was sitting in my, uh, I met, it was in August 1989. I was introduced to uh, Jim Chesner. It, he happened to be in Berlin. And he immediately started to tell me some weird things that stop. Uh, let's meet. He, I saw his glow in his eyes and he wanted to get something over. So we sat together uh, with about eight people in my house. And he started to tell the saga. And he had a very heavy English Slang, American Texas slang accent. Nobody understood anything from what he said. <laughs> <laughs> After two hours, everybody looked. We looked at each other and said, "What this guy fucking wants?" <laughs> <laughs> it was like nobody could get a point. He and, and Jimmy was quite frustrated because he obviously tried to get something over, but we didn't. We didn't understand it. Mm. So in the end, we said, okay, Jimmy, uh, let's give him a second chance. And we met two days later, and we were only two or three people, a little bit closer. So he started all off again. And after about one hour, I looked at him, and, and I said, Jimmy, what did you just say? Please repeat this. And he repeated this piece again. And then it hit me. It was like I was like thunder and lightning coming down, bang on me. And I was totally on. And in that moment, he had my attention and said, keep on, keep on telling. And we were sitting for 13 hours together, nonstop. Mm. Wow. So, and I was hit by it like lightning, bang. Yeah, and I had immediately cool. the wish to say, look, look, Jim, I have to meet you. I have to meet you. Can you can you bring me to Finland? I said, of course. So I think two weeks later, uh, we jumped on the train to Helsinki, and <laughs> he introduced me <laughs> uh, to the gang. They were in his town apartment. There was you were sitting together with about fifteen other people. There was people from Japan, America. 
Germany, uh, England, Ireland, France, Italy, Norway, <laughs> Finland, Sweden, wow. a whole bunch of people. And um, what actually hit me in the, when, when Jimmy was telling me this whole thing, he said, okay, it's just drink your own sperm. I said, actually, yeah, I never thought about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but why not? It made sense for me in the very beginning. So I started doing that and I felt a good effect from it. And Jimmy introduced me to Eeyore with the words, this is Ananto from Germany. And he said, he's making his ring since four weeks. And Eeyore looked at me and said, oh, you're Ananto from Germany. And you make your ring since four weeks. And how does your sperm taste? Salty or sweet? <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I cracked up laughing. And said, I think it's sweet. Oh, you must be one sweet E. <laughs> That's how I met Eeyore first time. And I liked the guy from the very from the very moment, you know. I mean, such a thing. So I was there. We we got friends. I I, I really liked the guy from the very beginning. And that went on and on and on. And I was meeting him in Finland. I was about twenty times in Finland by by now. I met him in Goa, India. We also invited him to Berlin. Uh, one or two times, we made a session here. We had a seminar here at the Ufa. Yeah, yeah. For me, that's a quite small story, man. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, this is he was he was the he was maybe the most remarkable man I ever met, really. And I met some quite some interesting people in my life. Yeah, you're But you're like. Was, uh, You're like in the party scene there in in, in Germany, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine you meet a lot of weird people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a way, yes. I mean, Eo was Eo was part of the party scene in Goa, hmm. and uh, he he was the first actually who introduced Goa parties in Europe back in 1987 in his uh, in in Akampesa. That was the first so-called Goa party uh, in in Europe. We 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 tried to figure out where was the first one. It became it's Finland, Akampesa, Gumbustrand at Eros place, and then the whole thing started to spread all over the world. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So when you say the thunder and lightning came down, what part of the saga do you think was like the most stunning to you at the time? Um, <laughs> um, Jimmy told me there was one monkey fucking one goat, <laughs> <laughs> and out of it came Frey and Freya. And I thought that is the best answer I ever heard so far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once, once they were all looking for the missing link, you know. <laughs> What's the missing link? What the <laughs> monkey fucking one goat, and then out comes Frey and Freya, and it made sense for me at the very first moment. And I said, 
I mean, just look around. Just look around. The guys always make the monkey and the girls. In Germany, we say zickig. It means they they have they are goaty. They they say you know. <laughs> I hope nobody will be offended now. In the, in the German in, in the German language, it's very very um, present. The bog and the goat, yeah, and um, okay. and the girls do we say. Do dumme Ziegel. It means you stupid goat. And the, and the girls say to the boy, you stupid monkey. Really? really? Wow. wow. I, don't know how it, I don't know how it is in America or in the English context, but we many, many differences. <laughs> we call our children <laughs> with goats. We call our children kids. Boys with monkeys. Yeah. The, yeah. The, we call our kids. Yeah. Our kids. <laughs> our kids. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's yeah, children, our children are oh, kids. In and and in actually, I, okay, I'm only in in German in English. In the German language, the association the association of the bock is really everywhere. It's it's just a it's mind blowing. Um, the Germans love to drink bock beer. Mm. Yeah, and they love to eat bock sausage. <laughs> So it's it's in everybody's mouth in a way. Yeah. <laughs> the association the, from Bok is everywhere. Okay. But the, is that what you're doing like on your Telegram channel there, Ananto? You have like, what? It's you're doing like everything there on German, right? In the I'm I'm doing it on German, yeah. 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 So it must be mostly like German people that you're yeah. actually yeah, trying actually, to reach I, out to. Yeah. Actually I think this channel should be also made in 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 English. Mm? It's like a listening book, you know. Mm. I've recorded like twenty three hours now, just on the saga, plus wow. another twenty hours on on subjects that are around that around the saga. The Outer Rings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll somebody have somebody should do it in English, and and it and it can't be me. It must be somebody. Whose mother tongue is English? Hmm, very, that's an issue. Very important. Well, I mean, it would make sense for us to just open our Telegram up or create a separate one for for a group, perhaps. Yes. You know, and maybe connect the two in that way. Yeah, that might be an idea. We have a Telegram, or you know, we could do that. It's an idea we could talk about. Ananto seems to be doing a lot there, or at least the he has some substantial. Uh, with information there and links videos and all this but i can't understand too much because i don't understand the german of course but well i <laughs> i tell you why why i started this because it was never in my intention to do that i was thinking for years how to preserve the story you know mm -hmm. because um i'm not a, a person who can who's easy with writing for example I, i'm not a But I can talk. So, and I was sitting in Thailand last, uh, in the lockdown in Thailand, in I think April two, 2019, no, 2020. I just lo lost my job. I'm a party promoter, so no more parties. <laughs> so I, and suddenly lockdown in Thailand. And then I was studying for 
every day for 10, 15 hours, all kinds of weird shit, documentaries. And then all of a sudden I realized that there are other people, which I don't know, are using the saga to, to support their own ideas. And I was shocked because they were spreading such a fucking nonsense about this thing. And it was mostly also out of a, let's say, right-wing spectrum, you know. And they were trying to use the information from the saga to support their own theory. Let's put it like that. And I got so angry, I tried to get, I tried to communicate to them. I said, look, nice that you want to talk about the saga, but please do it the right way. Do it, uh, you're, you're just telling people nonsense. And they, and they didn't answer me. Mm. I tried in every possible way to get in contact with these people, but they did not answer. So I was pretty frustrated. And all of a sudden I was sitting there and I said, okay, now I make my own channel. I just put the record button and started to talk. Mm. And it went, went on and on. <laughs> yeah, but you reach a lot of people. I can see. Well, but there was, well, there are 1,350 <laughs> people, I think, in my channel yeah. at the moment. And that's great for a thing like the saga because yeah. you know, like you, we've all embraced it as like a a key of some kind, you know, so a way to connect it to to other parts of history and it feels very personal. We say that a lot. So I yeah. mean with that many people's minds focused on it, that that's that's gotta, you know, bring some great results to the table or or curiosities. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that's is um people really have to study this thing. It's not just, I mean, either you pick it up immediately or you need to really look in for a while until it clicks. And I always say to people, you have to start with the sound system. And when you, either you, you get it in immediately, usually people just um, learn it by repeating it for themselves. And, the, and then when you, when you have it in your head, Then things, then the sound started to roll, start to roll in a way. But they have to learn this, this alphabet first. If, if they, if they don't have the alphabet in their head, it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Because we can all make word associations that don't lead to meaningful places. And we can think that they sound suspicious or coincidental, but we may be just chasing our tails in some stuff yeah. if we don't have the right information. You know what I mean? Yeah. The word magic, you know, puns after, and all that. After a while, you start to realize that it's not coincidence. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But we can now see how the, they are coming from this more materialistic side with all the, with all the focus on like the, <clears throat> the, the temple and all the surroundings around that, you know. And uh, mm. I mean... I think that kind of uh, attention will always go with this kind of community. I think when, Oh, there's some kind of temple, there's treasures and stuff. I mean, that's very interesting for anyone. I mean, <laughs> so. Yeah. It would be a Nicholas Cage movie. Yeah. It's some kind of Indiana Jones. The lemon kind of temple. We've got to get under there, man. Yeah. But <laughs> haven't you, haven't you been like, As I understand it, you have been quite uh, active also there in the trying to do things on the ground also. 
I mean, in Finland. Uh, yeah, I was uh, there first time, as I said, I think in August 1989, and I've been twice in Finland. Mm. And from the very moment, I I had the feeling this story has to be sp has to be spread. So I I got from Stuart an American video cassette where Michelle has been um, talking. So I recorded that on European system in Berlin and started to spread it like wild. But I must say, uh, in in the first in the first year, I, people it was I I was not my understanding of the saga was still very very little. And Io has been not telling the whole the, the whole thing in 1991. It was just up to a certain point. And the way we've been putting it out also made people run away. <laughs> it was too much for them. <laughs> and um, and for me, there was I was a couple of times in Finland, and um, and the excavation was going on, but no result. And in the end, police came in and put us all in jail because of Bumshanga, because of, yeah. So I was there in jail only three days. Some people had to stay a little longer. And I came out of jail and I got so angry. I said, okay, now I really, it's this is it. Either, either I find something which is solid proof in the story, or I'm out. And I thought all about it. I was sitting there with Wolfram and Michelle, and we were thinking, the only place where we haven't looked yet is in Kayani. There is the story about this uh, castle in Kayani, close to the polar circle, and according to the saga, there is one lead box, and inside this lead box is one golden box, and the regalia from the last king and queen of, of Finland. It is buried in this in the middle or somewhere in this castle, this castle is standing on one island, and the island is in a in a, uh, uh, in a in a river, and that's in the middle of the town of Kalyani. Beautiful place. So I uh, tried to find somebody who had a georadar measuring system, and I found one guy from the University of Ulu, Olu, Mika, uh, Risto Polari, I think was the name. Anyway, and I ordered him, uh, I, I ordered him, please come. Uh, I, I told him what we wanted to do to, to make measurements on the whole ground of Kayani. And I personally was sure we find nothing. <laughs> I, could, I, I was sure. I, I said to myself, I'm going to prove you that there is nothing. That's where I spent my money. So, and then we are searching the whole ground, and at a certain point, this machine went woo, 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 back, 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 back. So we found the place. The, this machine took us here, underneath here, six meter down. There is a big piece of metal lying in the ground. I just couldn't believe it. I said, "Fuck." It's really there. You know, I was trying to disprove the story. And I found the proof. So, of course, we went to the museum, Museum Virasto in Helsinki. 
and we presented the data to the it was not the director i think it was the uh director of the nba the national board of antiquity pekka kaki was his name and he listened to us for half an hour and we told him what we had done blah 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 blah, blah. and then he looked at us and he only said listen guys you must have seen too much indiana jones movies and he laughed about us and i i could i couldn't believe it i'm coming from germany spending 10000 marks on proving to the finnish bureaucracy that there is really something in the ground of this castle of kayani and they tell me i have watched too much indiana jones movie fuck them i couldn't <laughs> But isn't this like the usual reply or the and, usual, uh, uh, like, what do you say? We uh, wouldn't expect them to go, oh, hey, yeah. you found yeah. the secrets. Isn't, yeah. did, he know, did he know that this was connected to the box saga in any way? This guy, do you think? Because that seems to be, only if they know, already know that, they are going to be like tossing you out with the bathwater, so to speak. No, they. I mean, they are aware. They are aware of the saga, of course, but they just think we are full of shit, mm. you know. Mm. And um, or maybe they are afraid of the information. I don't know. Mm. I can't. I can't really say why they are blocking this thing so heavily. Uh, on this meeting with Pekka Kerki, and then after he he was saying uh, with the Indiana Jones movie, he really streamed at us more or less. He said, "And I warn you, you don't go there." On yourself and start to dig. No, I said, no, 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 don't worry. We, 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 have, we have no intention to do that. Uh, we want you to go there. Yeah. <laughs> do it with your own experts. You're the expert. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. but, said, but, but we don't have money for that. I said, <laughs> come on, how much can it cost to, to dig one hole, maybe six or seven meters into the ground, maybe two times two meters and six meters deep? Can't be so much, and he said, "Yeah, well, maybe fifty thousand Finnmark." Hmm. He said, "Fifty thousand Finnmark," and he hmm. said, "And he said, okay, we're gonna get you that." So we went back to the apartment where Ira was sitting, and told Ira the story, and then he said, "What?" He said, "Fifty thousand." So he opened one cupboard, took a bag out with fifty thousand Finnmark in his. In in this bag, let's give it to them. <laughs> yeah, it's still from from the uh, um, from um, when his sister died uh, ten years before. It was the money from from his sister, mm-hmm. so it was his last the last uh, little thing he had somewhere. But so we took the money. We went to the museum. We put the money on the table. And said here fifty thousand mark. And believe me, <laughs> their eyes were in shock. <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> and in cash and also. They took, the money, they took the money and they said, okay, you hear from us. A couple of days later, we got a letter. Um, where they said, no, we don't accept your offer because this thing, this uh, what we found could very easily be just a a pen, which is usually to be, to find uh, in, in old castles, for example. Yeah? And they also said, 
in a during um in the renovation or how do you say it in english yeah restoration restoration, restoration of finnish castles <laughs> and and slots um we take care about it when it's when it's uh, when it's the right time what they didn't up to now they restored all the castles in finland with U with europe money they put millions there but they didn't look at one place that one you know mm. yeah i mean it's interesting yeah yeah it it's, sounds a it's lot interesting like, uh... to see the opposition I, I, you know there's not much said about this kind of things i, I really love to hear stories like this like Did they? Yeah. on the ground We don't have a lot of opposition stories about the box saga over yeah, here. Yeah, this is fucking awesome, Alonso. <laughs> I want to hear stuff like this all and, day. <laughs> and after, after my meeting, after my uh, my trip to Kayani, in the next years there were three other teams who went to Kayani with better and better and better machines. They looked and, and they found always the same with better pictures. And I think the last time somebody was there it was nineteen ninety eight. And from that screening on, you could see actually how big this uh, box is. It's one meter sixty long. It's seventy centimeters large uh, in, in, in width, wide, and about one meter fifty high. Hmm. You could see it on the fucking screen. Wow! But the, and, who did the, those scans? Who did this? Yeah. Is it also some uh, just some freelance people or what? I actually I don't I don't know who these scans who made them. I, I don't know, but they but have that, published in the image. Bu Olsen, he knows more about this. Uh, maybe okay. you get Bu Olsen one day uh, for yeah, for a talk, and he he knows a little bit more about that. You know, mm. yeah. And we then you get those scans. Go ahead, Dan. Didn't they get the money back? No. <laughs> What? <laughs> wow. Not so surprising, but still evil. Yeah, not surprising <laughs> at all. That's why I wanted to ask because. This but sounds like I, something that I would got happen. Out of it from, for me, it's much more than the fucking money. It's more. Yeah, but it's just rude. It's just, it's just rude. <laughs> for me, they say something like a price, and then they just take it away and run with it. It's fucking right. weird. We're gonna What are you gonna say? For me, I got. I was. I was sure in that moment. Hmm. This story is real. Hmm. It's. It's for me. Uh, it's. It was my assurance. Because I was in that time very much doubting, I was doubting, and when you doubt, you come, you doubt as long as you come to something which you cannot doubt, doubt anymore, because it's obvious, it's real, and this is I found with it, mm. and that's where it hits me. In that but, moment, the story was just not anymore a story, but something sub substantial. Mm. But uh, I I can just uh, talk for myself personally. When you start to investigate it, e either if it's uh, like you did or start to research or go back in history or just put some time in in your own head, you know, then uh, then uh, I think it's necessary almost if you if you want to pursue or I mean want to is not what I have been trying to do with the saga, you know, because. It just struck me like two minutes in when I heard the first video, you know. Mm. So I had that kind of moment that Ananto was talking about also, yeah. but it, it me was too. like <laughs> it was like Jim didn't even need to finish the first sentence, you know. <laughs> Almost it was just too much. 
but yeah, then for... I also have the root there, but uh, yeah, it's a... Yeah, Yaka, you have a lot of the, you, you were probably hearing a lot of it in your own language and going, oh my God, and making yeah. connections that you've had your whole life. Uh, uh, for me, it was alt, Altlantis. <laughs> That's what got me. That was the one big thing that got me. <laughs> um, have you done a lot of research into like uh, the connections outside of the box saga and how the, uh, you know, the history that you see around the world is actually directly kind of leads back to the box saga. Cause that's, that's the most fascinating stuff for me is how you can hit people with, Oh yeah, you're familiar with this part of history. Well, let me tell you where it comes from. And it's just mind boggling how undeniable it can be sometimes. <laughs> that's, I guess that right. would hits you. Um, what it comes down. Uh, I mean, I'm not a historian. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have so too much uh, knowledge about history. I'm getting it a little bit more since I hear the saga. But what struck me was the saga tells the, it, it starts from the very beginning with Frey and Freya and it, it paints a huge picture on, um, on that, what we call paradise, you know. Everybody talking about paradise, but what actually was it? <laughs> and and it, it, according to the saga, it was this whole breeding system and the offering system. And it was a lot of sexuality. Mm. And people were naked in front of each other. And they were obviously ha- having a lot of fun. <laughs> Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what, when, when it, it must have been a very erotic uh, state of life in that time. Everybody naked, uh, wanting from morning to evening, drinking from each other, but mm-hmm. in a different way with a system behind, you know. And and from that perspective, then he starts. Okay, he says, okay, now uh, something happened. The Earth axle shifted. And then Ice Age came on the planet and uh, 11 races were created because they were separated from each other. And then the second Ragnarok came um, 10,000 years ago about. And they went to Gotland. And from there, they started to populate uh, Europe again and connected to the other uh, kingdoms in India and China and the other side of the ocean in Maya and, and so on. And then the system started to break apart. It started already to break apart in the, from in the moment when, uh, Bok families decided to go back to Finland to build up hell again. There were two of these, it said in the saga, two of the more than 12 sons from Lemminkine. They jumped out of the system and they started, it was Sven and Dan and they went to Sweden and Denmark and started to populate this area. Mm-hmm. That was a break. It was definitely a break with the origin. We don't know why they did it, mm. but they did it. And from this was the first break point. And in the next next nine thousand, the next few thousand years, other um, kingdoms also broke away. They also separated from from the source out of reasons we don't know Mm. and um but the saga 
tells, and then you come to the time of history, what we consider as history. And when you look at it from the perspective of the saga, then you, that's for me, at least for me, I understand what these religions are. The, the religions are the breaking points in, uh, um, with the old system, with the old heathen system. Yeah. It's this Krishna story, the Moses story, the Jesus story. It's the religion in one way. And, okay, now I have to be careful what I say. Um, I see the religions as a, they are basically in one thing. They seem to do the same thing. They destroy human sexuality in some way or another, especially the sexuality of, of, of women. Mm. It's been totally destroyed in, um, in many religions. The patriarch, the patriarch, the patriarch, the patriarchate came up. So it was a suppression of female energy. And that's what we are stuck with until today. Hmm. Total dis for me, in the last few thousand years, it seems to be that the religion have, have done everything to destroy the human sexuality in some way or other. You know, divine feminine, the destruction of the divine yeah. feminine also because they, they believe that worshiping a female deity was some type of sacrilegious thing and you shouldn't worship women and all this other stuff. And so they demonized that whole worship of women um, by killing the Templar, right? They killed them purposely on Friday on the 13th, which was both Friday with Freya Day and 13 being the um, letter M in the English alphabet, which mother starts with M in every language. So by killing that off, demonizing it, making it a bad day, Friday the 13th, ooh, be afraid, it also made people stop worshiping women. And then they went and burned all the pagan women, right? Because they deemed them as witches, so they got rid of them that way, and it became a patriarchy instead, instead of uh, both men and women being equal, uh, like it had been throughout history. Like even you can see in Egypt that uh, their queen queens ruled, and and yeah, and, and men were ruled together. They didn't necessarily uh, rule apart or anything like that, but it started to disintegrate as time went on. And you can definitely see that with religion and sexuality. It seems like they deemed, demonized everything that was pagan in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, alchemy, magic, women, yeah. sexuality. There's there's multiple things that they started to demonize and, and just say, nope, that's evil. Yeah. This is the way that we're going to do it now. Do you think this was out of ignorance or do you think there was a motive behind it? Because I mean, I hate to bring up some darker themes, but just, you know, the idea of uh, depopulation and the, the false claim that the earth is overpopulated right now and all those things, uh, it's kind of where the, the big powerful heads are, are trying to take this place. So that kind of reminds me of, of this original 
situation here where they're like immediately limiting sexuality, which is be fruitful and multiply. So they're kind of trying to take that away with these religions. Religion. <laughs> no, they had, um, I think when I understand the saga right, um, before they had this breeding system, which made that not every man and not every woman was meant to become father or mother. Yeah. Um, so there was a, it was basically. We can see that in today's society that not everybody <laughs> is fit to be a fucking parent. Yes. I, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very careful with that. You're so polite. So <laughs> it was the woman who had, to, who was choosing, she had the right to choose the man she was, she wanted to become pregnant from. Right. And when a woman had, let's say, five children, you could say for sure these have been from five different men. It was not marriage and this kind of relationship what we have today is was not in the time to the system. They were living uh, another thing. There was a sexuality between man and man and woman and woman. They were two friends. So they, they, they got together for a while and exchanged their fluids. And then they took the next partner. But for, but to come together to make a child, uh, it's a long story in the saga. It was a very ritualistic, but it made that not every woman was mother and not every man was father. It was a, there was a selection system for that mm. it sounds it strange for, for us when we when we do it because today we, you know how it works yeah it's not the normal um, <laughs> um, maybe we should think about uh, at least doing children in another way in a, in a nice way but uh, um, it's so touchy subject also to even discuss yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean it's a uh, That's the biggest issue, I think, with the with the, to what, even what, think about another kind of way. You know, it's mm. very taboo for and oneself. What the religions did, they forced people into marriage. Mm. So the marriage is actually, and mm -hmm. then they said, okay, from now on, every man has a woman, and then every woman has a man, and you stay together until you die. Mm. Mm. So, and in the old times, not even the woman could choose the man. It was more the parents or the grandparents who were choosing the woman and the man. Like it is still today in India, very much. Mm. To combine We had families. it like here. We had it But this here was also. in Europe also. This was in Europe also. Mm. The love marriage was not the thing that people did. They, It's a new grade. I think it yeah. came with America, right? This more love marriage, right? Well, it's not only America, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> But in a more broader sense, I'm I'm saying, like the, the Western world. Way. Yeah. It was organized from the parents or from the grandparents. Mm. Yeah. Arranged. So, and yeah. and then the women didn't have the tour friends anymore. The men didn't have the tour friends anymore. So one man and one woman in one little box, and you should make children as much as you can. Uh according to the Bible. <laughs> and 
go over and procreate and fill the planet and mm. and what we have now today what we see now today is the is the consequence of what has what has been decided already hundreds and thousands of years before now we are sitting in this shit called civilization the way i see it it's a disaster for the planet mm. it's it it really we dis, we destroy everything here because we have no respect for nature anymore we have no mm. understanding for nature anymore we have no feeling for for the nature anymore we lost that feeling and for me the religious did everything to to the people to lose this feeling yeah yeah it's become this supernatural thing also a lot in the in the religions also the uh, to me the heart the heart chakra is the green chakra and to me that represents the land of earth the green land the green trees in the land and that's your love so we lost that love for nature and replaced it with love for I guess people. Or <laughs> well, see, that's the hard part because it's not. A, it's, it's not, not a bad not. thing. It's not a bad. It's not like the typical inversion that we see. I think there must be some hidden layer there because it almost seems like this was the birth of getting consumers for the the wealthy. So, like yeah. this was an easier way to. I still don't believe the Earth is pop overpopulated. I I think we're herded, but. I still think there's a lot more consumers in this system than there would be in the old setup, you know, where it was all organized and arranged and carefully done. You know, is how, how many people does it take to make one child in the box saga? Yeah. It's I was like, going to say it. It's, it's like that. You speed up the you know, production of people also with the religion, right. but you also, you also get this stress factor, I think with the, Uh, when you start to have this kind of taxation system and all the other things that comes also with religion, it's, uh, you know, I can't imagine that there is a lot of stress during the more hidden system also, mm. because this stress tends to override morality also over money and mm. all of this. That's a good uh, thing. I think yeah. it must have been, in my understanding, it must have been the the greed for power mm. somebody started to get uh, said okay i i i want to i want to get control i want to get into power and then that was the split from the top a lot i see with like the jars are starting to fight each other within for territory and all of this it's like a theme throughout medieval history at least you know this kind of rivalry between the landowners and all of this i mean Because I, I might be the the church must have been, you know, they are smart people perhaps also within the church at least within the tactics of destruction and all of this divide and conquer blah 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 blah. You know, as as I understand it, before people were living in their territory, and they produced only as much children as people were dying off. Mm. It was a kind mm. of system of birth control also. So you don't overpopulate your your country. You know how many people your country is uh, can uh, can live there and can 
glyph from what has been growing there on the ground. But when the system broke apart, each tribe started to overpopulate. And then, of course, you need more territory. And the other one is doing the same. Yeah. And then you go into war. Mm -hmm. Then you go to the neighbor and try to get territory, but they're doing the same to you. And then you then you come into war. I, in my and then you arrange a marriage wrong, between the two I families. And then maybe war is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a thing that came pretty late on the planet. Maybe in the last, maybe mm. the last 10,000 years, people went into war. Before there was no need for that. Maybe mm. I'm wrong, but I don't know. That's my understanding of the saga. Mm. Well, especially when you think of uh, when ice time hit, you can imagine that people in the northern hemisphere were probably, you know, uh, heading south and overpopulating the southern hemisphere if they could, possibly. You know, these problems probably started arising during that time period, maybe after the first Ragnarok. But. I can tell you a little bit of a short story from Sweden because we converted so late. There is actually like on paper what happened and how they took over and what stages. But the first stage is taking over the information system before the tax system and all of this. So I think that information, you know, that's like the key power or the thing to unify, of course. And then come all the other effects. But it's so funny, you know, people were forced to go to church on Sundays, but at the same time, they were also the, the people running the, the tavern or the, where the drinking places of the alcohol also. Because I don't think it was some kind of alcohol culture very much in the heathen, heathendom, right? I don't know about that. Uh, too much but uh, it's just interesting that uh, the priests are also the ones that are selling alcohol so everyone comes to church real hangover on sunday i mean beg <laughs> <laughs> uh, for forgiveness <laughs> i don't know but, uh, <laughs> it's just interesting yeah i was gonna ask about that um is there is there any drug use in the saga is there any hallucinogenics or anything because it seemed like later on when the religion started forming, they were using uh, drugs and stuff for different religious aspects. Yeah, and I was Eucharist. wondering if that was kind of like a carryover from pagan times or if that was like a, a branching off from it to connect to nature again without connecting to nature. You know what I mean? Using a third party rather than just yourself meditatively. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. As I understand it, um, then you from the very beginning they knew everything about the plants it must have mm. been like that and this this knowledge was with the woman uh, the woman knew how to use the plants how to make the tea how to make the herbs uh, what is the effect of them that was their, that I think sh shamanism was a, was a female story mm. in the beginning mm. and um so they were taking care about this knowledge of, of the plants and what is, uh, in the plants, there is machla. They call it in Finnish language machla in, in Swedish zav, uh, in English sap. That's all the same. Or in, 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 the, in Hindi, I think it's amrita, nectar. To use this, this energy, this, it's, an, it's actually sun power. Mm -hmm. A plant is, Concentrated sunflower. 
sun power. So you take the leaf from the plant and you make tea. So you drink the sunlight, actually. Yeah. And for the women, when they were, the Mahala story was with the women, the sperm story was for the men. And the Mahala you also get out when you masturbate. And this juice that comes out of the pussy then is also concentrated Mahala, I call it. Yeah. And they were drinking that. But that is that has much to do with this whole Mahala system with the plants and the knowledge of it. I think they they must have been some uh, ceremonies <laughs> um, to use this. Of course, why not? Hmm. You also my... used to say many times used to say like uh, uh, cannabis, hemp. This is the oldest yeah. plant. Using people were always into using cannabis. As medicine, as as joints, as smokes, they make cookies from it or whatever. You know, you personally did not like anything artificial. No pills, no powder. Uh, no, uh, no pills, no powder, and what you can stitch in your arm with uh, needles. That mm. he 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 hated that. He didn't like it at all, mm. and he only smoked by himself. As far as I know, mm -hmm. ritualistic almost. Yeah, that was his thing. He was like a sacrament. <laughs> he just loved it. But all <laughs> the other, no. Oh, this is a weird off question, but do you think that they were mixing their semen into into drinks uh, to drink it that way? Is that where like we get the word cocktail? from oh. <laughs> <laughs> well there were all kinds of drinking ceremonies uh, first thing you can drink from yourself of course and then you can share with your friend <laughs> and then you can also put it in a mixing ball <laughs> there are maybe 10 guys who put it in one, <laughs> in one no. they, make, they make the cocktail from it <laughs> and uh, they make a heard, cocktail from it yeah so. <laughs> as I, I heard as I heard from <laughs> one from one guy who is also connected with the saga he researched that uh, that in India in certain <clears throat> say in certain among certain people there is still the thing that they meet once in a while they, they are four guys the sperm in one ball, they put a little bit herbs on top and, and whatever, make taste better, <laughs> and they share it between each other. These kind of rituals are still there today, but they are very, very hidden. Mm. They don't make sense. It. It's hidden. Yeah? They <laughs> shut up about it. And I even just, I, I even have the suspicion that um, in the um, in the secret societies. Freemasons, whatever, are still these rituals known? Yeah, I think they're they're practicing they're they're practicing it probably, but they mm. don't talk about it. I know from some people I studied tantra in a in a certain way, and I know from tantric schools from India and China this knowledge is still there, but they don't talk about it. Mm. When you When you get to learn these things, you get it maybe after five or ten years. The master comes to you and says, Shh. 
But I not think official. It's, yeah. Ink yeah, is a symbol of the helmet, this kind of uh, ritual. And also pro- probably the shield or the buck- buckler, you know, to collect this kind of symbology with the yeah. archetypes, you know, with the shield and lance and all of this kind of, yeah. It's interesting because. to connect it to Tantra too, because that was the first connection I made when I heard about the offering system. While everybody else laughs at it and gets all uncomfortable, I was <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. In the East, they teach you, at least on the surface, they don't teach you to drink from yourself, but they teach you that the seed is very sacred and they teach you to be able to have orgasm without ejaculation. So to keep that, I guess, maybe sun power, I'm not sure if they refer to it that way, but I bet we could probably find some symbolism that links it to sun power in the East. Uh, yeah. So they keep it inside themselves in a similar way. It's a different story, but it almost feels like maybe uh, a philosophy that kind of got carried down the road a little bit. Um, when I was, I think, 14, I, <laughs> I got this funny idea as a young boy that I actually wanted to uh, reach my dick and uh, give myself a blowjob. It worked at that time. <laughs> I was not aware that I was what I was doing, but it worked. So I I had it twice or two times or three times. I drink for myself. Then I told that to my friends. And they thought, yeah, fuck, you're, you're crazy, you're pervert, you're homosexual. Uh, uh, we don't want to have anything to do with you. So I stopped this again. But I also remember that I had some kind of bus after that something kicked me out of my body i don't know and then i saw this picture a huge picture from a yogi indian yogi he was showing his his position his asanas in 20 pictures so he and i looked at the picture and i said actually this guy can suck his dick in standing in lying in sitting whenever he can always reach it. <laughs> and then the next thing in my head was, I know these are holy men from India. They don't do <laughs> such things. <laughs> right. Boom. That's maybe the purpose of yoga in the end. I don't know. Mm, that's that's where I take it too. I mean, and people, people get uncomfortable with this stuff, but it's like, you got to take it back to before there was any taboos or rules or, 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 you know, cultural mores or anything like that. Uh, that's kind of where we, that's the only way we're going to learn from this and not get freaked out by it uh, on a cultural level. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, taken and educationally. It's um, what I found out in telling the story to friends and people in the last 30 years for the man, when it comes down to drink your own sperm, they they, they are disgusted about it. <laughs> You know, and I, I always said, "Why, why?" And I said to the to the guy, "But look, you you like to have blowjob? Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. And 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 you want to uh, get your orgasm in the mouth of the woman? Yeah, yeah, sure. And you want the woman to to drink it? Yeah, sure. Have you been drinking it for yourself? Ah, disgusted? No, it's not for it's it's for the women. And I say, 
fuck you. So you give your woman, you beloved, something. What you feel this, what you feel this for? Fuck you. Who the fuck, what do you think? You know? And I, I tell you, I found out that women understand this drinking story better than men. Yeah. And they like it. They like it. They get turned on. So. Yeah. <laughs> The men have some problem business. Another thought that I had was the cultural uh, thing. Do you think Sorry. maybe the the alcohol was uh, a replacement for this drinking? Because what you have in alcohol is the extracting extraction of spirit from plants or from roots or whatever that is that they Ooh. make the alcohol from, and then that is what is then drank. And then that's why it's called a cocktail. Yeah. 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 And they, they literally call them spirits. And even yeah. Terrence, Terrence McKenna from a psychedelic perspective talks about like on an anthropo anthropological level, how when they started to use honey as a way to preserve things, their sacred mushroom traditions eventually started to get mixed up with this alcohol that started to come from the honey and pfft, That's the fall, <laughs> right? But well, it's, yeah. I was just thinking about this vein, you know. Don't we have like vein and all of this? Like the sperm, sperm thing is uh, in the, what do you call it? Uh, in the pronunciation or how you, when you talk about like sperm, we can also refer it to as vein, right? As I understand it. Uh, vein has the association of wine and sperm. Vinland is. Yeah. The Wienland, Wienland, Finland, or it's Finland, it's, uh, Wienland, the land where the sperm came from. Yeah, but now yeah. this church thing, you come there and drink the wine. You know, it's the. I think they were really heavy drinkers back then. You know, <laughs> I really think so with this I, wine I, alcohol. I think, I think they've been using wine and beer already since thousands of years before. They were yeah, probably. aware of when. Yeah. when uh, When you have a fruit, when you have fruits, then alcohol starts to develop naturally by themselves. Mm. Yeah, even animals <laughs> go for it. Um, um, uh, they eat fruits which are over the time to get drunk. Mm. <laughs> And psychedelics, yeah. monkeys. Yeah, you can they see the monkey stories there. They uh, it's the yeah. first on the agenda today to get the <laughs> tourists <laughs> grogs, you know. <laughs> But what I think what they were using in this in these drinks in that time, in alcohol, in, in beer and wine, they were mixing some psychedelic stuff in, some other plants, herbs. I don't know the name in English for that, but uh this is the knowledge from um from the witches. From the witches. I think about absinthe, for example. It has some kind of absinthe. herb to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has wormwood. It's some kind of weird... Which uh, is another biblical term that came down and was a star. Mm. You know, Interesting mm. symbolism there. The mushroom. Yeah, yeah Terence McKenna. <laughs> <laughs> How was the culture there in Finland when it comes to like uh, mushrooms and this? This must go pretty well, right? With uh, the small topisar and the, you know, the halo. Hallucinatic, what do you call it? <laughs> Hallucinatic. I'm I'm hundred percent sure that they've that they've been using these plants, the mushrooms, and whatever they had in their surroundings. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure about that. It must have been a, a, rit a ritualistic use of this stuff. Absolutely. 
And this was already back to the early days of, of mankind. And mm. I'm from myself 100% sure that they, uh, that they were using these things. Well, we know that they smoke cannabis because, you know, this uh, well-preserved ship that they, is uh, on the, in Norway, this well, most well-preserved Viking ship they found. Mm. It was a box full of hemp seed there. So, you know, <laughs> sure. they had been using it for something at least, at least the, the ropes and sails for sure. But <laughs> were, I mean, there's a lot of byproducts also. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what, and, and with mushrooms, that's what the fairy rings were, right? It was they would sit in circles and eat the mushrooms. The fairy rings? Yeah. Should be careful Oops. with the mushrooms. To be honest, I hear friends eat all kinds of mushrooms. I mean, of course, they yeah. start a trip, even if it's bad for you. Well, yeah, I mean, I've heard, especially in Scandinavia, they go for the Amanita muscaria, the fly argaric, the Alice in Wonderland mushroom. But yeah, this, that's uh, a very red and white mushroom. One? Yeah, yeah, that's the one where shamans actually would would Flug, swamp would eat. Someone would eat them, and then they would urinate into the shaman's mouth or or something like that. <laughs> to actually it was on the second pass that it was hallucinogenic without being so i guess it would cause spasms when eaten and uh, so it's a very dangerous psychedelic mm. to, to consume but i guess reindeer so, will drink people's piss. i have friends who uh, have took it and it <laughs> has become a story. thing here now yeah, in, in sweden story. it has become very popular to to consume this uh, flug also flug swamp mm. you're talking mm. about I have a we lot should, of friends who actually has. I know they have been trying it. So. We should get wow. into this uh, Christmas story because it is December when this comes out. That's right. Yeah, yeah we're getting it we soon. To wanna, see it. We would love to to get into some box saga interpretation of of Christmas and the holiday, especially since in Scandinavia we do have that psychedelic <clears throat> Christmas story that probably is nothing like what the box saga would say about Christmas, but they're so close in geography, you know? Yeah. Yes, it is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we see the Yule Bock is starting to hang around, at least here now. There is the Yule Bock in Finland or in yeah. Sweden. You, uh, you said once to me there are only three bocks left. It's the Yule Bock, <laughs> the Thin Bock, and it's the Horbock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's Har- for sure. Harbok, Hor- <laughs> uh, uh, is a uh, yeah Hornbok, Hornbok, Harbok is a man who, who goes to prostitutes. Is oh, okay. Oh, okay. And the what's Sinbok? the other bok? The Sinbok is the uh, it's a saying the Sündenbok. Sindabokken, it's like the the, you, you the guy who did the, mean, yeah, it's the guy who did the bad deed, the Sindabokken, or takes yeah. the blame, yeah. Uh, and we have the Yulebok, yeah, scapegoat, yeah, <laughs> goat, you see. But we also yes. have this. It's a tr- we still have it today. <laughs> they build this huge goat structure from straw, like in astral, also astrology. Uh, like it has to do, yeah. It's it's this huge. It's like five meter or something tall. Yeah. And it's made of this organic. Still today, they do it. It's called Jävlebocken hmm. in Jävle. You can find it on YouTube. It's 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 there now. And people has been do- burning it down every year. It's like a theme there 
Through how long will it stand this year? You know, it's like destroying a, the saga every year without even a, knowing it. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's such a symbol for uh, heathendom in one way. You know, it's it's mm. uh, it's not so popular among certain <laughs> groups of people. I think. <laughs> I yeah. think it was one of the symbols from the Bock family, um, the straw bock. Yeah, it is. Ah, oh. oh, straw bock. Oh, straw bock. You take you take a uh, like when you have. Um, Or let's say rye. You take it with rye or, or, or wheat. Is that the other bird in reed? It's been growing through the sunlight. Then you take it, put together, and you make the straw bog out of it. Mm. It's an old tradition in, in, in Sweden, I think. Yeah. But this, uh, this straw, I think, is, it's the symbolical for the sun. Yeah. Because yeah, the strålar is the word or stråle yeah. is the word for a sunlight also. Yeah. It's so basic. It's like the, the straw is one piece of grass, you know. It comes yeah. from the sun. It comes from the sunlight, yeah. The earth and everything grows by what comes from the sun. And the energy comes from the sun and the warmth and the intelligence and the spirit. Mm. Astrology is also has to do with sunlight. Astrology, <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a stroller thing. <laughs> you say sun ray, ray. You're taking away the associating and so big with the English from this solstice too. So do you want to talk what, about? Sorry, go ahead, Dan. What does the solstice mean? In in like Bach, like because you know the soul is, has to do with the sun. So what's the TIS part? T I C E. What? Why? Were what were they doing on the solstice days? Um, in the saga, it is said it has to do with the children making system, with the breeding system. Ah, was, of course, um, the day the of Lucia. That's I think the twelfth of December. Is that right? Okay. I'm not really sure. It's 13, right? It's 12th or 13th or something like that. Yeah. 12th or 13th. So it must, must be 12th, right? Or it's a Sunday. Maybe it differs. I don't know. So they they would breed in a certain month? Yeah. It, just I'm, 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 I'm in, in, the, in the old time when in the North, in the Nordic lands, um, they had the use, they had Lucia, that was the day when the woman would get. A dream or a vision of a child or of, of something. And they were checked by the older people if they had this dream. They, the, the women came forward and they had, I think, seven candles on the head. The has, has had seven candles, yeah. And uh, they were showing, okay, they had the dream. Then the next day in the breeding system was the 24th of December, <laughs> the holy night. This day was called Fest Festival, Festival. When Fest is one party, in, like in German, E means the brick in that context, and Val means you choose. You, you choose one E on one party. Mm. Festival. You still do it today. Yeah. <laughs> We have a lot of festivals. You go to party to meet, to meet men and women, and you choose the right E for, for your pleasure, right? And uh, so they were. So the men were piling up in a row and showing their uh, masculinity, and uh, the women 
went, look, 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 and the truth is E. But then the child was made half a year, half year later. In Easter. Then, no, it was... Um, no, it's summer solstice. Was, um, first, oh, was, uh, August. Uh, the Carnival, the Carnival, that was the drinking festivities in the office, in the offering system for the coming child. Then I think it was the 24th of May, they came together, Hunimun, Honeymoon, means she, E is the brick, moon means the mouse. So she, she is drinking 30 days from the, from the man. Right. And on the last day, they became, they were made pregnant. That was the 24th in June. Johannes, I think is the name. Yeah. Summer solstice. So the children were, were made. It was in a summertime. In the summertime, in the three days after summer solstice is 21st of June, but they were somehow always choosing three days after. Yeah, this is an example of they're coming in areas living That's why in, we have the in nature and then yeah, most of the people have been born actually in the spring because they've yeah, been born in, in the spring prices, in the know? fire the areas yeah. it mm -hmm. makes sense that that you don't and in aries too in the right. yeah the arians they you don't get your child in the autumn because then the winter comes you get it yep. better um in the spring, then you have the whole summer in front of you. Wow. Yep. That's up here. It's very natural to do so anyway. So it's just uh, very good. Uh, that, Fascinating. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> everything. It's like surrounding the nature in that way. I'm, you know, they could have been doing it perhaps in on other dates in paradise. I don't know, but I mean, the, this yeah. is perfect for the winter climate at least, or the Atlantis period. I mean. Um, in the time when the Earth X was straight, there mm. was not no no such thing like summer and winter, no, and we don't spring and autumn. No. They had a different climate, and um, there was no ice on the planet, as you told us. So, and also there were much much more space for people to live. Today, yeah, it's shrunk down by the much, ice. Also, much deserts. And you have many places where it's just too cold to live, you know. So, actually, Ior mentioned once to me, he said, um, he said, okay, we are now six, six million, I think, in that times. And he said, there were, in that time, in paradise time, we were much more people on earth. But not everybody wanted their own flat, their own house, right. <laughs> their own TV. Their own car. People were living in nature, and um, they didn't have this thing what we have today. Now everybody wants today one house, one TV, <laughs> one fridge, one car. <laughs> you know that's where the problem starts. It's even worse today <laughs> now when uh, everyone is getting kicked out when they are like fifteen years old. Also, <clears throat> yeah, I mean before. Mm. Like here in Sweden, people could uh, almost live their entire life on one place, you know, 
one dräng or whatever you know you lived more up close because everyone was needed in in the household mm. without yeah no cultural pressure yeah. to move out and become independent yeah. or or leave your family behind to exactly. start your own it's like our own little imperialism like instead of throwing <laughs> out the king instead of throwing out the king system we just turned ourselves into kings and yeah. now we want our own lands and our own peoples <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's what exactly that's what you said mm. Uh, before you had the king, okay, the king was the king, and he had the, he was treated also probably in a in a, di a different way than most of the people because he had a certain function, yeah, very important function in the offering system. So and then he said now, and now then everybody wanted to be the king, and he said now when you look around that now you see what it means that everybody wants to be the king. <laughs> that's, that's a disaster of civilization yeah interesting I mean, parallel to satan falling his he, he wanted to rule heaven right i mean he's told to his king. followers that we should all be as powerful as god so therefore mm. yeah i mean it's a similar story i wonder it makes sense <laughs> yeah I, i've been trying to extract some of those types of things and i don't know if i'm doing a correct job or not but You know, uh, it Is seems it trying, like raw, raw seems to be that figure for me. Yeah. Mm. The king that uh, represents the moon or the bok. Yeah, but then becomes the sun. The moon goat. I mean, he didn't have any children, so he wouldn't be greedy to pass along anything that in our context, if you have children, uh. I mean, maybe you work for your children to have it good. But he didn't have any children, the king. No, At least the king didn't. until Egypt, until Ra was like a very different kind of king. Yeah. I know that Sven and Don, they also did this flip out story, you know, with the, they became breeders and king. And they weren't right. supposed to be. Yeah, that yeah. was also the fall. Ah, see. So it's a. Uh, for, for me. Maybe that's what the fall is, is that they became the breeders when they were not supposed to be the breeders. They were the in between children or the king children and not the Bach children. I mean, it says a lot if such a hybrid, so to speak, didn't produce yeah. any children. Hmm. And then you have that story about them forming the Vi king system. And it's all about this. It's what I'm finding from the, the root kings, language. Yes. And the root language to me shows how much it's about, you know, what you can do with, with your body and the, 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 the symbol of two people splitting. It, it almost it symbolizes this fall away mm. from that original system. They, yeah, they love bye, to highlight bye. the Viking. <laughs> they like right. to highlight the Viking because it seems to be such a chaotic period also. Like, yeah. mm. um, I think. If in the in the original system, you had the breeder and the king. Hmm. One <coughs> every time he was making the children, and the king was the head of the offering system. Hmm. Okay. So the, he 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 gave out the ra. The ra actually in the beginning we referred as ra as the king, but in my understanding from today, ra we say ra ra is in the sperm. But what is actually ra? The moon. It, It's the life energy by itself, I think. Hmm. It's like in the word prana. Prana, prana. Yeah. 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 
And we have pranayama. That's this kind of breathing technique what the mm. yogis are doing. So you take in the air. It's in the air. Energy is everywhere. It's in the air. Love is in the air. Actually, his name in Finnish is Seppo Ilmarinen. Ilma is the air. And, and um, his sister, Maya, is Maya Ilmatar. So also they have this association of the air in. But and sky gods. Yeah, and, and Lemminkind mm. is, before he was uh making a child, he was sitting there in his uh on his in, in, in Valhalla and breathing in <coughs> the air, breathing in the spirits that came back to Valhalla and then went into the sp in his sperm and went out again to the world. Yeah. But in my Full understanding, sucker. Ra is the most important sound in the in, in the sound system because it actually means it's a life energy by itself. Uh, and it's not only in the in the sperma. There you can hear it, sperma, R. Uh, but uh, it's it's also in the mahala. But you don't hear it by, you don't hear it by the sound, but the sound R is A and R and A is the mahala system. Yeah, the A is Eng. Yeah, Eng. Engrike is the Mahala system, is A. And R. So Ra and Maya were both head of the male and female offering system. And they were giving out the air hmm. to the Ra bees. Your the air. <laughs> and the yeah. idea of Ra connected to the moon, connected to this life essence that's always the story is that the shadow side of things the moon side of things is always where that that potential for creation is that potential for life and they like in some cultures they refer to the void of of like pregnant potentiality so it's always that darker side that moon side that's connected to what makes this all possible so it just flows from one tradition to the next to connect these things. It seems um, to be so. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is what we have today in our world. We Science has been banning life energy out of their understanding. Before, it was the ether, eat, ether, ether. And there was one guy called Willem Reich. He has been discovering life energy again, organ energy. Mm -hmm. and, they, and in the Indian context is prana, in the Chinese context is chi. So they all knew about life energy and still not until today. All these techniques from, um, from yoga and uh, uh, tai chi, and these are techniques to gather life energy in yourself. Right? And, um, but what we've been doing today is we've been banning this concept of life energy completely. It started with Albert Einstein, I think. He dropped, they dropped this idea of life energy itself. Oh. And that's why we are living in a materialistic universe. Yeah, even more so. Where everything is coincidence. 
<laughs> yeah, particle particles collapsing and random stuff occur it's like that yeah. <laughs> when you take out the life energy then you end up in this bullshit situation what we are today but can you tell me a little bit when we talk about the subject with life energy and this raw you you talk about how you told eeyore or jim told mm. eeyore that you had starting to make the ring like you said what does this did you talk about this and how it affects you know when you start to drink from yourself it uh, it seems to be very important yeah i can only tell uh, for myself yes. um yeah it's a bit of a <laughs> i had a sexual disease before i started to uh, i don't want to get too much into it, into that now because it's not so nice but i had a sexual disease in that time and i started to make my ring And I, it was very painful. Um, I can't even, uh, I don't even have the right words in English for it. When I started to make my ring, this just disappeared in, a, in between six weeks. It just went away and it didn't come back since that time. So I started to realize for myself, I mean, I was, when you're a young man, that you, you wank and you fuck around and the stuff gets more and more. You don't realize that you're actually losing energy when you're um, always it away. <laughs> after a while, you start to feel, uh, wait a second, uh, you feel a bit low energy after. So I, I stopped wanking for a couple of years because I had this idea, yeah, better do it together with a woman. It's more fun. And you get maybe a little bit something of energy back. And then I, when I started to do it i realized after a few weeks that i when i drink my sperm i don't lose my energy anymore anymore it's a totally different feeling afterwards it's more you are in a relaxed state not you don't feel exhausted that's when i realized it and then slowly slowly i started to see that it's doing something on a deeper level things start to happen by themselves by by itself yeah You're yeah. repairing, raw pairing. Yeah. And I feel like under under a certain how to say protection, um, guidance. Hmm. And uh then after a few years, many things started to come up in my life which I've I never actually thought that um I would ever do. For example, I'm I I've been I've been working as an artist in the in the in the in the in the party scene. Blacklight, uh, I decorated festivals and clubs with a certain technique. But that I have an art, artistic talent in me that came out in one night. Bam! It was wow. there. Wow. I didn't learn it. I didn't learn it. I just discovered it in, in myself and it became bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? Hmm. And I think that's what this drinking of sperm and mahala is all about. It, it brings you just to yourself. It makes yeah. you very, it brings that out inside of you. What, what is actually inside, what, what is hidden inside. Potential. Uh, But hey, let's potential. go back a little bit. Yeah. We talk yeah. about yeah. the tour yeah. system and tour friends, you know, they were exchange, exchanging like uh, talents also, right? Yeah. With the, at the same time, because they were teaching each other. I mean, yeah, go ahead, Ananta. I just wanted to. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the other part of the offering system, 
which I don't know much about because I'm <laughs> more into women. And, uh, so I had my little uh, encounters with men. I, I liked it also. Um, but I don't know much about uh, exchanging with men. In spirit. Only did it once or twice with some with somebody. But I can say from my own experience, uh, I would recommend it to every man to drink your own your your own sperm because it brings you exactly to that what you are. It 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 takes a while. It takes maybe a few years, but then suddenly you start to realize. Then it, draw, it draws in certain people into your life. It's some it comes the thing, the things that your talents come out in a very easy way. Mm. It just it just brings you to yourself. Do you, do you think the that the offering system is the reason why people had a longer lifespan in ancient times? Like even in the in biblical stuff, they talk about Noah living for five hundred plus years, or <laughs> and his sons living for hundreds of years. Do you think that's because of the offering system that they were? rehabilitating them their energy in themselves and able to live longer and not deteriorate deteriorate that's true hard immunity right <laughs> i mean we, what, what what we are talking about we're talking about the immune system immune. Yeah. Mm -hmm. immune. and e is not only the prick also it's the pussy it's the vagina it's also the female vagina. It's inside yeah holy crap and male e is the, is, the, is the penis and yeah we are in the biggest crisis ever the so-called corona uh, <laughs> virus very dangerous now the new uh, omicron variation uh, is on the way you know <laughs> everybody has to be afraid to die i mean mm. <clears throat> i think these guys from the back they are laughing their ass off because of it just did not throw their energy away, their their life energy, their sperm away, and the mahala. So mm. and and the immune system was not only personally individual. I think it was a collective thing. Um, I can imagine that people were just healthy. They they didn't get any disease. They they started to get the diseases when they were breaking this um, this sperm and mahala story, and. And what now? Now, now it gets heavy. I'm, I'm, I'm very cautious now from what I want to say. The way they did it, they banned masturbation. That's the first thing. That was the, what the religions did to the people. They were banning masturbation on the female side and on the male side. And now you have a. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find the word. Um, when you, how you say that? When you, when you cut the the the, the know, shaving, circumcision, circumcision, circumcision. But from the female side, when you they they have many rituals where they cut off the clitoris mm. or the shame lips. Very painful. Like they do that to women. To in the very young age, and it's still, it is still been done in many countries. Yeah, yeah. Would you yeah. say that 
Did you and say shame lips or is that a or Charm, you, Charm, shame lips? That's what we say in Germany. How you? That's a German <laughs> word. Okay. Charm lippen, shame lips. No, it's probably a different word. Okay. <laughs> but again, we're talking about saga and sound resonance. So, yeah. but but what I want to be, be ashamed yeah, of your shame lips of yourself. It's, it's, it's exactly what it is. For it. Charm lippen, because you feel ashamed there, you know. Mm. Okay. But the clitoris and. Um, But also the male circumcision. I know the Americans all are circumcised. The Jews are circumcised. The Muslims are circumcised. I think it is a crime. Of course. Me too. I think That's it why is my crime. wife and I did not do it to our son. And and um, it should it should be forbidden totally because you what you're actually doing you're taking the most sensitive part of your body away it's not um i what is the word in english for it's huh. not the head not the head of the brick the rose that's not the most it's it's the skin around that is the sensitive part of it hmm. you cut you destroy sensitivity in, in in people and and there are i've been figuring out there must be around 500 million women who have been destroyed their clitoris and their female uh, um, organ down there. And there must be around two billion men on the planet who have no, no foreskin anymore. Mm. And this is all out of religion. Mm. The reason is for the religion, for the so God, you know, yeah. destroying the sexuality of men. They are destroying the heart because in, in the saga, the heart is the, the heart is considered to be um, the brick, of, the, the, the head of the brick, or the clitoris. That's the physical heart. Of course, we feel something. There is an emotional heart that we feel in our well-being. Heart chakra, yes. yeah, yeah. And then there is a spiritual heart, even, but they are all connected to each other, and they've been destroying the physical heart. Mm. heavy and it and affects also, the rest of course also in many yeah, ways it, it, it affects the rest mm. and there are still two I mean most of the most of the guys um, it's been done in an age where you even can't speak sometimes right. straight after the birth so you have no right to decide you Your right to decide about the the totally the totality of your body has been taken away from you in the first couple of days. Right, you know? that's a crime. I think it's a fucking crime. Mm. And we accept it. Yeah, and we still continue doing that with with our children. It should be stopped immediately. Ain't this mm. interesting? The people do, who does this, or the cultures, they are also the the guys that. Uh, Are, are waging most wars also, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're frustrated. <laughs> if the sensibility disappears or you become so worn out or, you know, it doesn't, you don't, what Ananta is saying, it's, it's so too sensible. But yeah, maybe it also makes you a little bit more, uh, you know, in your head less sensitive mm. also. As I mean, above, so below. Yeah, a little bit like that. 
It's but, this uh, thing. I, f I find it. I find it heavy to talk about it. Actually, yeah, it is. Yeah. But, uh, it, it's an important. I, I don't subject. want to hurt anybody's feelings. You know. No. Uh, don't worry woman, about that around here. When a woman tells me, I know a couple of women who tell me they only go for uh, for circumcised men. Why? Mm. Yeah, they, they can <laughs> they can they can fuck longer. Yeah. Because you don't get so quick the orgasm. Mm. They go only for circumcised men, right? Mm. Maybe I'm thinking about this, uh, you know, this uh, Moses yeah. Moses story, you know. Moshi. Maybe it started around there. I don't know, but uh, you know, with this uh, circumcision and uh, wanted to pleasure the females and all of this. I mean, it's very interesting if you look, try to look back at it. In, also. in my research, the Jews must have been the first people who started the circumcision story. Mm. I think. Yeah, with I Moses. heard. I heard that. They did that in order to, um, they're putting rings in their penis to Prince Albert and because they were, uh, something about wrestling with the Romans, uh, the Romans didn't do that. And so the Jews were doing that so they wouldn't get erections or something like that from wrestling with the Romans in these, like, uh, in the arenas and stuff. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, there's like a whole there's a whole there. thing to that. I, mm. I don't I mean, know it's... exactly everything, so I I might be getting some stuff out. So people should go look into that a little further yeah, if they want better knowledge on that. I mean, what popped up in my head when you're telling like if you have like this kind of arena and they are having an offering system within the Roman, and then people show up and they can't come, it's a mockery yeah. also. But I don't know. It's just we, you know, we're uh, getting quite uh, on the too early mark in like twenty minutes. But I wanted to ask you about a little bit about the situation today, Ananto, uh, because I know that you are quite in the loop, as I figure, with uh, a lot of the happening around in Finland with the temple and what has been going on. Can't you tell us a little bit on the? Yeah, what's, I've been very what's going curious. on? Yes, uh, there is. Um... A couple of years ago, we've been deciding that something must happen. So we started this excavation project again about three or four years ago. Um, and we had different ideas how to continue. And uh, there was a group from about eight or ten people. We had a house in Finland close to the uh, Gumbu strand, to the temple. And um, We we had this idea to clean up the whole outside of the temple in order to be able to see what this thing must have looked like 1,000 years ago. And we also wanted to show that this stone called sun, sundial rock is standing by itself. So we took a lot of material from under the stone away and then people started to freak out. They were they got afraid that the stones will fall over. It was a big discussion until today in our group. Um, it was decided not, not to um, take the material from under the stone more away. Now, um, Also, the owners of the place is uh, Juha Javanain and Petri Reisinen. They said also very clear: stop that. Don't do. Don't go. Don't go ahead with this. 
Now, um, then one guy had the idea, which is a very good idea, I think, to make a geological scientific research on the whole area. So we had measurements done uh, on the on the hill on Kupeli Wohi um, with radar with radar scans into the ground, and um, the guy who made it, he is pretty sure that there is something. There is there might be some hollow space somewhere, but in order to do this thing totally and right. We need some other things. We need drones. We make. We need topographic um, scan of the whole uh, place. We need laser drones. Lidar, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe thermo drones, and then we need to make a measurement of the tunnel, which is already there, and then connect all this data together in a in a three D model in the computer, and then you can you might be able to pinpoint out exactly the spot where we suspect the open space inside of the mountain. Yeah? Otherwise, at the moment, we are just sitting in the dark and is it there, or is it there, is it there, is it here? We don't know. When, But when we get all the data together from, from different methods, then we should be able to see where exactly the uh, the spot is, where to drill Let's put it like that. And also, we we also decided not anymore to use dynamite. That was been the story <laughs> from the eighties. Uh, just blow it up. <laughs> uh, maybe there is some uh, smarter technique uh, today available uh, that takes maybe a little bit more time. And all this should have been done already two thousand nineteen and two thousand twenty, but. And in 2020 and 2021, but because of Corona restrictions everywhere, it's very hard to get into Finland, you know. Um, it was just been stopped every, everything. Now this is the plan for the next year that we make this, um, archaeological prospection in a scientific way. And we are looking at the moment for the right people, the right experts, geologists, Uh, maybe archaeologists who actually can help us to uh, to get this thing done. At the moment, um, one guy of our group, it's Markus, he is in Finland, he stays over the winter and he's trying to prepare um, the story for next spring, starting in April or May. And then I think we're going to take some action. If it's still possible to travel, but that's what they are trying to totally stop at the moment, traveling. Mm. It's Convenient. not any more possible just to jump into the next plane and travel. Especially for people like me, I'm not vexed and I don't take this thing. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking problem. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and Finland's been moment, pretty strict about things, haven't they? At the moment in Berlin, in Berlin, in Germany, you have to be vexed or uh, genesen means uh, 3G, they call it. You have to be vexed, or you have to, you have had corona, and you can prove it, 
or you have to be tested everywhere in every job you have to make every day a test Jesus. when you go when you go to a bus to an underground station to uh, to the train you can only travel tested or vexed it's unbelievable and you pay no you know you don't have to pay for the te for the test no but you have to be tested mm. in order to the only place where you still can go not tested and not vexed is the supermarket that's even surprising yeah because people need some food but i i wonder when they start this shit uh it's it's it's, it's starting to get really spooky here in germany yeah. absolutely i don't know how it is in your country at the moment But we're looking at you guys and we're going, uh, but I think it, it doesn't matter if it's uh, some kind of virus or whatever. I mean, just, uh, I mean, it could have been a, a terror, uh, some kind of, you know, whatever. It's an event. It's, it, it's just scary to see how I'm just thinking about how the people in Germany during World War II, you know, with the, the Jews had to wear the patch. Yeah, and now the un unvaxxed are sort of becoming in the same situation. Maybe Absolutely. we are going to be needed a patch if we don't vaccinate. Absolutely. I mean, it's the same. And we, you know, we, a lot of us throw that around in the States and we get a lot of hate and a lot of anger from a lot of people who yeah. don't feel like this is paralleled to the, to that time period. But, you know, you're coming right from Germany and you're agreeing with that statement about how, how freakishly close this is. I watched yeah. the new community line guidelines. I read everything that YouTube updated now here. And uh, I feel a little bit careful to even mention because then you're going to have the, we need to like bleep, bust it out <laughs> like in the, like in a children's movie because if you, you get like instantly taken down and it, it was pages of the pages with specific topics. If you claim that, Uh, the coronavirus can be wiped out by fireworks. You get shut down for right. stuff like yeah, in spe specific. Oh, I was dude, blown away. on our social media, if I mention what herd immunity used to say in the Webster dictionary, I get a COVID notification. Yeah, I don't want the fucking. Yeah. Didn't mention COVID. Didn't mention anything. Can you about please it? beep it out so we don't yeah. get that fucking shit here? I even, I even, <laughs> I, I once posted something completely arbitrary about. You know, uh, the elites that run the world. It's totally erroneous and got a COVID notification, mm. you know, a fact check. We need up. to bust them out because we ain't having that shit, right? Well, anyway. I mean, I think, I think the topics that we talk about, I think the algorithm wouldn't catch on to this little snippet for quite a while. <laughs> If we did yeah, like yeah, Box Saga and the coronavirus, that might trigger Yeah, that yeah. You, the moment you say coronavirus, you yeah, get yeah. <laughs> they need to fill in like, don't uh, claiming that drinking sperm takes away, you know, the, yeah, we're going to piss off a whole the, other the group COVID. of people. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're, oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm best at anyway. Well, especially so. what's, what's interesting about this, that part of the topic itself is that we in the truther community across the globe are aligned against these supposed elites that have, you know, do sexual things <laughs> with children and things like that. So people that don't educate themselves and don't listen to the finer points of what we're talking about and what we're learning are just going to run with it in the bad direction. But we have to remember mm. that people do that with every topic. Yes. Interesting so too. We're talking about the hijack and the replacement of nature with synthetic versions, the replacement mm -hmm. of 
drinking the semen with the drinking of alcohol and in in catholic church the drinking of the blood of jesus mm-hmm. and the blood drinkers and the yeah just you blood. know they talk about that with like the lizard people and they're they're they, they're blood drinkers from the and, and what what who are those people really is the the catholic church to me is is seems to be more and more what it comes to be is they're the ones that shut down all these pagan beliefs and they're the ones trying to eradicate all this history about the pagans and their mm-hmm. systems and replacing it with these different synthetic versions of what did go on but they're still carrying on the same things but in these fake pseudo ways it has mm-hmm. to look real it has to be like adjacent to what was real but it's it like something sense. in us innately doesn't buy it if it's not close to the truth. It's there symbolically. I mean, they change yes. the heart from down there up here. And what, it has to keep the same what's pumping, It's It's blood. It's It becomes uh, the heart, you know, this kind of blood theme that they are rolling out, even mm-hmm. trying to blame the heathens for being this kind of blood-sacrificing savages, you know. Like yeah, I said, exactly. all, the, all the Viking shows on TV, yeah. they're everywhere, and they're all... You know, yeah, sure. The, some of the Viking tribes are the are the protagonists of the television shows, but they're all just violent warmongering. That's what mm. they thrive on. It's what they pride themselves on. That seems like a psyop right off the bat. Yes, you know? it is. It is hundred percent. Vananto, do you have anything more you want to contribute? Yeah, to? thank you so it, much it, for joining us, man. This was away great. Here. <laughs> I, I, I have much more. I mean, we've we've been really uh, discussing some uh, some hot sub, uh, topics here. <laughs> we love um, that. We'd love to have I, you back too. <laughs> but I yeah. think also what I wanted to say is what I think what ha- what has happened. Okay, I didn't want to go into this blood stories. I know they are there. These rituals. Yes. I became aware of. I, I was shocked mm. when I realized that this is part of the truth, hidden in plain sight. Yes. And. Um, I wonder how this this kind of perversion came into existence, into being. Okay, that's a long research into certain cultural stuff from certain people, uh, from certain communities in the in the past. But I think the sperm story and Mahala story was replaced with blood at a certain point. You know? That makes sense. And, That's what I'm saying what, with the heart. And, mm-hmm. and, and the, thing with, no, the thing with the heart, they, they destroyed the heart, the physical heart. Yes. That's where it starts. And they've been suppressing sexuality into the, uncon- into the unconscious. They told people, sexuality down there, bad, evil. Heart up here, good God. You know, mm. that's how I think that's how the devil came into existence. Because when you suppress sexuality in this way, it starts to to flip over into something yeah. violent. Mm. Yeah. Into something Wilhelm Reich, I can only say Wilhelm Reich has been he was the one who has been showing that, he has been researching that for his whole life. There really? is one book from him, it's either God and Devil. And he shows how when life energy itself, the air, getting blocked, organ, is being fucked up inside, then how violence appears and and all these other negative frustration. Like, 
the yeah. evil the evil is being created by suppressing mm-hmm. um the life energy itself that's the godly sign let's say it of it and mm-hmm. like God, but it's life energy itself seems to me for me seems to be the god yeah and i don't agree more to be honest and by replacing it by replacing yeah. it you, subconsciously we don't feel a lack we feel like all these symbols are, are represented and not not that we're consciously aware of it all the time but they replace these things with like i said adjacent to the truth mm-hmm. so that nothing is lacking from the system necessarily it's just the intention that changes well, yeah think of the blood too the blood is what carries your cells and your and your life force right and mm-hmm. so maybe they're replacing the the drinking ceremony with the drinking of the blood because the blood is is what's going through your system and and I guess maybe the adjacent is like they think that because it's it's still carrying those things so if you drink it then you're imbued mm. with with that but well but it's totally a different substance or process that is happening if we think about the pump instead of the heart and we think about the blood and you know our leaning on the materialistic world where we can if we consider the old way of that being that you're you know, your prick being the heart the head of the prick that's it's physical it's materialistic but it's literally a metaphor for the spirit side of things whereas the pump and the blood is literally materialistic reality and it's not connected in the saga to the spirit you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. there's your adjacency if that's a word (laughs) i mean you can you can take out the the heart and put a plastic pump in it works as well yeah but Mm. you can't when you cut off the head of the brick or the clitoris no more good feelings Yeah, you, Mm. you cannot you cannot you can literally each bones and liver and heart and whatever they can replace by now but they can't re- they can't replace the sensuality of the no. organs mm, but they're gonna Not try possibly. i mean this is another conversation altogether and and we don't have time for it today <laughs> but just just seeing just seeing video footage of of uh new uh and of course they're framing it in a positive way these amazing birthing pods that you know eventually will be able to take mothers out of the equation and mm. i mean again that's just an example some new world fairs we're talking coming, huh? about yeah new world's <laughs> fairs right yeah and they'll they'll be on zoom though <laughs> much easier to fake the buildings <laughs> but um oh, man we should the, wrap up though i do have to get going i'm sure some final comments <laughs> but yeah it's awesome to have you here today so thank great you to have time. you yeah, Interesting conversation with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we are we are super. Robins can go deeper, you know, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> we love that shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. Is there anywhere? Is so? If people have questions yeah. and want to reach out to you, is there is there a way, or would you like people to do that? Is there a way to reach you? Well, I have my my in Germany. I have my telecom uh, channel. Mm-hmm. What's... And I also have a channel on YouTube. It's called Welcome to Hell. <laughs> yeah, you just launched uh, that. I have only five uh, videos mm. um, put on this channel so far. But these videos are, for me, very important because they are all made between 1987 and 1990. 
Okay. From the early days. And they sometimes in a in a bad quality, but we digitalized them. So we rescued them. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise they would be gone forever from old tapes. And now it's there on YouTube. Welcome to hell. And from there is also a connection to my telecom channel, but that's in German. Yeah. Fair hmm. enough. Well, on the channel, I have been putting tons and tons from audio tapes from Eeyore in English and um, videotapes that I personally made in uh, in Goa and in Finland around the year around the year 2000. Excellent. And um, I've been publishing that nearly everything I have. Some things I'm, I don't want to publish. Um, when Eeyore got his first attentat back in 1999, it was, for me, it was such a shock for me. And Take then I realized, time. okay, I the first thing thing I did is I bought a cam, a camera, and I try. I was trying to get as much video material as possible because I I knew this is historic material at, at a certain point, and I asked Eo to um, uh, to make some video, um, especially on certain aspects of the saga and first he was like no 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 it has to come in your head it's, it has to be there I said you yeah of course but we are living in the 20th century not to forget you know you got to turn so, people's heads first <laughs> yeah, he, he, he agreed actually at a certain point yes we're going to make this spots i have only three videos now the interesting part is it was made in 2002 i think or was it 2000 i don't know I had my camera for three years. In the third year, I started to continue with this kind of uh, video um, video sequences with, with you. And I have been filming already two, twice. And then the thief came and steal my camera. Oh. Uh, and all the recordings? All the recordings. Yeah, all, Including the recordings from the last year, Holy it was fuck. just by 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 chance. It was a lucky thing that he didn't see the other tapes from the year before, from the two years before. So so I still mm. have them. So I all published that on my channel. Mm. Uh, it's called Boxaga, die Geschichte der Menschheit, on uh, and you can find many things in English on it. Many things. That's yeah. good. When yeah, we'll definitely link your. We'll put your links in our show notes for sure. Yeah. And also, I'm 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 really saying that especially there is one thing. Eo um, has been invited by the Human University, it's a therape therapeutic community in in in, in Holland, uh, for a couple of years. Every year he was invited there to make his program in the big summer festival, and they recorded that. And I have the recordings that are twelve tapes from that time. In a pretty good sound quality, the nice. best where actually Eo speaks by himself. That's good. And other, and also uh, uh, is a question and answer uh, um, situation also. And I really recommend these twelve tapes. What especially the last four because in that tapes he goes into the females part of sexuality, into the names of the. Of, of the sexual organs from women about the female offering system 
in a very precise and deep way. When I realized that this is all on tape, I flipped. I said, fuck, it's all there. Because in the first years, you has been more focusing on the male side of the whole story. And actually in the 90s, or in the, during the 90s, he went into the female side of the, of the saga much more. And that's all on the tapes. That's and you so have that important. on your YouTube, everything? On the YouTube, oh, no. Nice. I have it on the... Um, oh, the Telegram? I, on, my, on my Telegram channel. Okay, okay, okay. great. And you have great. to look through, uh, you have to scroll down and, and then find it somewhere. I think you can start in for German, though? Is it in German or is it in English? In English. Oh, it's, it, yeah. it, it, oh okay. Eos speaking in English. Okay. That's excellent. Okay. Yeah. Great. And for me, these are the most important tapes which are still there until today. Nice. Uh, Eobock at Human University from part one till 12. Excellent. We need to, we put that below. We need to. Oh, do yeah. That. We'll put, put that in the again. show notes. We'll, we'll I had another announcement, though. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You're okay. No, I just saw this uh, just before we started here. There were, there's a guy who has this uh, drone. The footage of Lemminkainen from above right. now. So I'm going to put that down also, so you can have yeah, a I put that nice on my view. Well. I, I haven't put it on the channel yet. No, I, but I, I will I, link it to you guys. This is really, really some uh, some very nice, somebody yes. made, I don't know who, not not somebody from our group, uh, but he made this drone flight over awesome uh, over Etasnupa, absolutely amazing. And last thing, what I wanted to say, uh, we found Behind Etterstuper, we found an, an interesting um, anomaly. Let's put it like mm. that. And um, mm, there is one hole in the ground filled with stones and mud. But this hole seems to be, it's very round, but it seems to be natural. And there are many places in Finland where you find these kinds of holes They even call them devil holes. <laughs> mm. uh, I don't know the the word in in. in oh, um, it's about right. Yeah, I've heard it too. Language. It's it's a it's a phenomenon which we have hundreds of places in Finland and Karelia where you have this strange round holes in the granite, and they are filled with mud or stones. And at the moment, we are trying to get the mud and the stones out. It's a bit of a trip, and that's all Marcus is doing at the moment in. Um, in uh in Finland he lives there and um he's doing a hell of a job fucking hell really and um i'm trying to uh, put all the photos together in the next days what we have so far and um put it into onto my channel as well hmm. yeah. excellent well nando it was great to meet you and we would love to have you back to do another two hours you know <laughs> yeah you know, sure. we could pick your brain some more for sure Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, it's like it's the first time you're doing something it's like this. Doing, yeah. <laughs> well, you killed it, man! You taught yeah, us yeah, a lot. Yeah. We learned it's a really lot good. today. No, I, I I realized when I was I, I forgot sometimes that this has been recorded. <laughs> this <is laughs> That's good. And I, and I talk as I usually talk with friends. You know, mm -hmm. oh no, you have to be careful what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate it, Ananto. Thank you. Hey, yes. It was fun with you. Yes, thank you. All right, everybody. Well, you guys got anything left? Well, pretty <laughs> much, <blown>? but we <laughs> need to. There's a lot of. Yeah, we'll we, come we back need soon. to tie ourselves. You know, yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. For me, well, for me it is, uh, 
the longer, I mean, I was in 32 years uh, in this story somehow. Mm -hmm. And for, for the last, in the last, let's say, for about 10 years, there was hardly anybody I, I could talk about with the saga to. And I didn't want to say, tell it to the people anymore because they were all running away. They had, <laughs> not, they, were, they, they had not the patience to really look into the thing. So I gave it all up. And then I, when I started my channel, I started to had many talks with Michelle and Jimmy in that time and other people. And um, I started to get into the saga again. And then I started to realize, fucking hell, this thing is much, much bigger than I thought up to that mm. point. And it's, it's, this is unfolding in front of my eyes, in front of all our eyes. Mm -hmm. And the more people who are actually joining in and giving their piece of information, then it makes, yes. it started to make much more sense to me than mm -hmm. ever before. I personally learned about the saga more in the last one and a half or two years than in the last 20, 30 years before. Wow. Is that, I'm just thinking, thinking to get air or thinking together. Together. <laughs> together. Because yeah. 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 it's to our get, saga. It's all of our saga. Together. To get air. Exactly. That's beautiful. a beautiful way to wow. Hell yeah. end this. All right. <laughs> viewers, thank you so much for joining us on the third episode of Roots of Creation. And we'll see you, you next time. Bye. Bye.